Hi, I'm Lindsay Cradwell, digital production assistant at theweek.com. And today I thought we'd dive into Donald Trump's finances to find out how exactly the businessman turned presidential contender became such a rich man. I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I don't need anybody's money. I'm using my own money. I'm not using the lobbyists. I'm not using donors. I don't care. To do that, we have to go back a few generations to Donald Trump's grandfather, Friedrich Trump. Friedrich had grown up in Kallstadt, a small village in southwestern Germany, where the locals are known as braggarts. His ancestral name was actually Drumpf. But in the 17th century, Drumpf changed to Trump, possibly to improve his family's social status. Friedrich emigrated from Germany to America in 1885. Just 16 years old, he landed in New York City, keen to make his fortune. After a few years working as a barber in New York City, Friedrich moved to Seattle, anglicized his first name to Frederick, and opened a small establishment in the city's Red Lake District. He offered customers around-the-clock access to food, liquor, and private rooms for ladies, which was code for prostitutes. The brothel business was a great success, and the ambitious Frederick Trump decided to take his services to Canada's Yukon Territory. There, he could take advantage of the Klondike Gold Rush. In the Yukon Territory, he opened a series of restaurants and hotels that reportedly had scales in the bedrooms so customers could pay for their services with gold dust. In 1901, the regional police chief ordered a crackdown on gambling, liquor sales, and so-called scarlet women. Frederick Trump fled back to New York with a nice nest egg regardless. During a visit home to Kallstadt, he got engaged to a local woman named Elizabeth Christ and tried to resettle in Germany. But the authorities deported him for dodging military service during his years in America. So the couple moved back to New York. And when Frederick died in 1918 from the Spanish flu, his son, also named Fred, continued the family's entrepreneurial legacy. Fred set up a garage construction business with his mother when he was still in high school. Elizabeth Trump and son was a huge success, and in the 1920s, the budding real estate mogul began building single-family houses in the New York City borough of Queens. He was notoriously frugal and known for walking around his construction sites picking up dropped nails. In 1936, Fred Trump married a Scottish immigrant named Marianne McLeod. Donald is one of the couple's five children. After World War II, Fred Trump took advantage of large federal housing grants to build rental apartment complexes in Brooklyn and Queens. Since his German heritage might have hindered his businesses with Jewish tenants, he claimed his parents were Swedish. By the 1970s, Fred was a multimillionaire. When he died in 1999, he was worth as much as $300 million. But Fred's career wasn't without controversy particularly on racial matters. When he was 22 years old, Fred was arrested in Queens after a street battle at a Ku Klux Klan rally. Decades later, in 1973, the family firm and Donald Trump himself were sued by the Justice Department for allegedly discriminating against black people who wanted to rent apartments. An investigation found that the applications of black people were marked with a C for colored and were inevitably declined. The company eventually settled and agreed to put in place anti-discrimination measures. 
As for Donald Trump, well, he left Brooklyn and Queens behind and set out to make it big in the more glamorous Manhattan. Three years after graduating from college, Trump took a $1 million loan from his father and more than $100 million in bank loans that his father helped secure for him. He leveraged those loans into a string of major building projects in Manhattan, including the Grand Hyatt Hotel, Trump Tower, and Trump Plaza. Donald Trump also branched out into golf courses, luxury resorts, and dozens of other industries. But despite his success, Donald has made plenty of bad deals. He bought a team in the upstart United States Football League and then helped bring about the league's collapse by moving its season to compete head-to-head with the NFL's. Trump's Atlantic City casinos led to four company bankruptcies, almost wiping out his personal fortune. Trump Airlines lasted only three years. And then there's the thousands of former students that are suing the now-defunct Trump University, which New York state officials call a classic bait-and-switch scheme. Trump has spent his life making his name synonymous with wealth and success. And for a price, he's been willing to put Trump on almost anything. Of the 515 firms in which he is involved, more than half have Trump in the company title. In addition to the famous hotels, tower blocks, and golf courses, the billionaire's ventures have included steaks, water, wine, vodka, furnishings, shirts, cologne, and even a board game. My new game is Trump the Game. Trump the Game, where you deal for everything you've ever wanted to own. Because it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you win. Yes! Play Trump the Game from Milton Bradley. I think you'll like it. Trump himself has acknowledged in one of his books that things could have been very different if his ancestors hadn't changed the family name. After all, Drumpf Tower doesn't sound nearly as catchy. But it's thanks to the Trump branding, as well as all the books, his reality TV, his golf courses, and hotels, that Trump has been able to grow his fortune. Estimates of his current wealth varies widely, from $2.9 billion to $10 billion by Trump's own estimation. For more on this story, go to theweek.com slash audio. If you'd like to listen to more of The Week's daily podcasts, you can subscribe to them on iTunes or anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you let us know by leaving a review on iTunes. I'm Lindsay Cradwell, and thanks so much for listening. Music